Progress. Okay. We're up to Daf Nuntes Amit Beis. Yeah. Yes. All right. We're up to Daf Nuntes Amit Beis. Two lines from the bottom. Uh, this is important because up to the mission is a little bit tricky. You just have to hold cup a little bit. The last thing we were talking about was the Gemara discussed. In a scenario where a, per- a person says, So a guy goes to a woman, he says, So the question is, what does that mean? According to Shmuel, it's a stipulation. What it means is, after 30 days, it will take place retroactively. There's no question, that's what it means. Rav is not as sure. Rav feels that it could be a stipulation. Or it could be a raw reversal, meaning it could be he's saying one statement, that after 30 days, we're, you're married to me from now, retroactively. Or he's actually changing his mind. At first he said, and then he's like, you know what, actually, only 30 days. So it only takes place after 30 days, not retroactive. So he said, what would be the difference between the two? If in between, so you go to a, you go to a, uh, the Reuven goes to her and gives her a ring and says, and then a day later, Shimon says, let's get married. So according to Shmuel, after 30 days, it'll be retroactively married to the first guy. The second guy is poof, gone. Because retroactively, you were only married to Reuven. According to Rav, you would actually need a divorce from both because we're not sure. If it's retroactive, you're married to Reuven. If it's not retroactive and you were changing your mind, then you're only actually getting married after 30 days. But after 30 days, you're already married to Shimon. So you would need a divorce from both. Okay. So according to Rav... It's either, we're not sure whether it means a retraction and you're only getting married after 30 days or it's retroactive and it's a stipulation. So the Gemara speaks out, according to Rav, you'll have a pretty, it's not complicated, but it's, I guess if you're one of these people that has a crazy case, according to Rav, you'll have a pretty interesting scenario. Amr Rav, according to Rav, if you have the following scenario, Reuven goes to a woman and says, Let's get married. Again, not sure if that's retroactive or a um, or a retraction. Okay. Next day, then someone says to her. Then Shimon says, Okay. Then, so you have one guy said thirty. One guy said twenty. One guy said ten. So what, what's the halacha? So let's think about it. Reuven, Shimon, and then Levi. If it's retroactive, then the other two don't matter. It's Reuven. All that matters is Reuven. He was the first one to get there retroactively. After 30 days, it goes back to him. If it's a role reversal, then, then it's the last one. Because the last one, because if it's a role reversal, that means that the achshav never counts. It's always, he's changing his mind. So first one said 30 days, second one said 20 days, third one said 10 days. So you'll need to get from, and because Rob's not sure, if it's a retroaction, if it's retroactive, then you're married to Reuven. If it's a role reversal, if it's a change of mind, you're married to Levi. You'll need a divorce from Reuven or Levi, not Shimon. Shimon Memar of Shach is not relevant. That's a Gemara's point. So the Gemara says, uh, she needs a divorce from Ruvain and Levi. She doesn't need a, a divorce from Shimon. Why? Because again, Rav's not sure whether it's a retroactive statement 
or you're changing your mind. Now, if it's a retroactive statement, the only one that's married to you is Reuven. If you're changing your mind, then you go with the quickest one, which is 10 days, which is Levi. Shimon is like Bechlal irrelevant. So the Gemara says, Manashach, eat Tanoi Hava, if it's a retroactive stipulation, then the only one she's married to is Reuven. Because after 30 days, it'll be retroactive to him, and the other two are completely irrelevant. And if this statement means a change in your mind, meaning that when you said, you're actually changing your mind. At first you said, and they're like, nah. then what you're actually what you do is you throw out the first statement, Achshav is irrelevant because you change your mind, you just go with the second statement. So who is she married to? Asara Yamim, because that's the quickest. After 10 days, she's already married. Once 20 and 30 happens, she's not single anymore. It's, those statements are irrelevant. So you'll actually be married to the third. It's either the first or the third. The second one is Bechlal, irrelevant. As the Gemara says, Okay, so therefore you'll need the divorce from the first and the third. Okay, so it's a, you have a clever, you know, you spoke at a complicated case. I, yeah, okay, fine, pshita, it's pashit. You know what the chiddush is? When Rav said he's not sure, what did he mean by that? Did he mean that each person might mean a different thing? No. He's saying there is one meaning of this statement. We just don't know what it is. But it's binary. Therefore, either means retroactive stipulation or a change in mind. That's it. Meaning, it's not that each person might have a different interpretation of it. You see, because if each person has a different interpretation of it, you'll need a divorce from each one. Why? Because you're saying like this. You need a divorce from the first one because if it's retroactive, the first one's married. You need a divorce from the third because if it's a retraction, the third one. You don't need a marriage from the second one because Manushach. But if each one might mean something else, then maybe the first one didn't mean retroactive. Maybe he meant a role reversal, in which case he's irrelevant. And the, the second one made retroactive. And he's relevant. The point is, if what we're clarifying is that when Rav said he's not sure, he doesn't mean it's subjective to each person. There is an objective meaning to the statement. We just don't know what it is. And therefore, it's either the first or the third, but it's definitely not going to be the second. Because, um, again, if it's each person might have its own meaning, okay, then you'll need a divorce from each one. But that's not what Rav is saying. Rav's point is there is an objective interpretation of this meaning, of this statement. We just don't know what it is. As the statements are spread out by 10 days each, so they all land on this. <sighs> I don't know. You... Okay, well, my brain... I just preempted that. I, I will say this. My brain is barely working. I, I don't know. I think you're right. That would that would further complicate things. If they all are landing at the same time, you might need a divorce from all of them. I don't know. The Gemara says, uh, okay, Ula Amar uh, Amar Rav Okay, so we've had two explanations where either Shmuel's opinion is that yom, it means a stipulation. Rav says, I'm not sure if it's a stipulation or a role reversal. But we said in this scenario of Reuben, Shimon, and Levi, everyone will agree that Shimon doesn't need a divorce because stipulation, Reuben, role reversal, Levi. Shimon is nothing. Shimon is the one who came in middle and he said, He's nothing. Because again, if it's a Tanai, you're married to Reuben. If it's a Chazar, you're married to Levi. So Shimon is Bechlal nothing. Rav Yechanan says, I think they're all married to her. So the Gemara says, She can be married to a hundred men, meaning she'll need a divorce from all of them. Now why? 
So you could say because uh, he's not sure that each one has its own interpretation, but that's not Ula's pshat. Rav Yechon has this new shita. The me'ach shavach shalashim yoyim is not like Rav and it's not like Shmuel. And you need a divorce from all three. So how does he interpret the meaning of a me'ach shavach shalashim yoyim? So the Gemara says, Amr le Rav Sharshia, Bredi Rav Ami le Rav Asi, Asar Belch Taim le Rav Yechon. Let me explain. Shavu nafshe ki sharga delivni. Rav Yechonah looks at the statement, whatever it is, like laying a brick wall. When you lay a brick wall, you don't put the bricks on top of each other, you put them uh, overlapping a little bit. It makes it structured. What does that mean? It means like this. Shmuel's interpretation, it means that after 30 days, I'm married to you retroactively from now. It's a retroactive statement. Rab saying, I'm not sure. It could either be retroactive or it could be I'm changing my mind. Rav Yochanan says, I have a new mahalach. You know what it means? Each day, I'm 3% married to you more. Meaning, day one, it's 3% marriage. Day two, six. Three, nine. Meaning, it's a slow, Kedushin is slowly taking place from now, it starts now, and it ends after 30 days. Therefore, according to Rav Yechanan, if multiple people, every day, so day one, someone says, so right now she's 3% married to Reuven. Day two, Shimon says, she's now 3%, 6% married to Reuven, 3% married to Shimon, which is possible because she's not fully married. She's not fully, she's married to multiple people. It means that she has a connection to multiple people and she needs a divorce. It's a very interesting perspective. She would need a divorce from all of them. Because she's... Well, she can't... We believe that no one could have a complete kedushin to multiple people. But people can be slices. Slices of kedushin. That's Rav Yechonon's take. It's an interesting perspective. Okay, now here's the problem. Here's the problem with Rav Yechonon. Okay, it's an interesting approach. It's an interesting mahalach to this process. Here's the problem. Here's where it's tricky from here into the mission is a little tricky, and then from after the mission is a lot easier. Here's the tricky part. Okay. Okay, let me ask you a question. Let's say instead of you give a woman a divorce and you say So let's just speak it out. According to Shmuel, that means after death, I'm retroactively divorced from you from right now. According to Rav, we're not sure what it means. It might mean retroactive, or it might mean it's a, a change in your mind. Now, by the way, a change in your mind would be would be not a good get because you can't be divorced after death. So, according to Rav, according to Shmuel, it's a good get. According to Rav, he's not sure. According to Rav Yechonon, it's nothing because you're having a slow divorce, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. Divorces don't work like that. Crisis. It's got to be done. So, according to Rav Yechonon. No, but, but we, we find by divorce that the puzzle is crisis. It has to be definitive. You're telling me a slow divorce, a slow divorce, and then meaning what? And then, no, no, my point is, my point is, it'll be a slow divorce, slow divorce, slow divorce, and then when you die, that's it. You didn't get fully divorced. So it should be not a good get. So here's the problem. The Gemara says like this, Get the eno get. This b'risa says that if you give a woman divorce and you say, it's a suffix whether it's a good get. This follows Rav's opinion that we're not sure. The imes, and therefore if you were to die. Now if it's a good get, you don't do anything because you're not married. To, there's no yibum, you were divorced. If it's not a good get, you do yibum. But we're not sure. So, do chalitza. 
Okay, so now let's interpret this. Who is the author of this price? Again, Rav, Shmuel, and Rav Yochan are all Amiroyim. So they're not the author of this. So they got to fix, they got to fit in with this. So, Bishlaim el Rav, Misayele, Lishmuel, Nami, Hamani, Rabbonani, Vanon, Dami, Kirebi. Rav and Shmuel both can interpret this Mishnah. How so? Rav says this Mishnah is mamish like me. Shmuel says it's a machlekes tanoyim. This is not like me, but at least it's, I acknowledge that it's the opinion of Rebbe. But according to Rav Yechanan, it shouldn't, it, how could it be a suffiget? According to Yechanan, it's never a suffiget. Right? According to Rav, it's a suffiget. According to Shmuel, it's a machlekes whether it's a suffiget. But according to Rav Yechanan, how would it be a suffiget? If it's a slow divorce, right? Then, then it's not a good get at all. By a Kedushin, okay, it slowly builds up. But here, it slowly builds up, and then what? The guy dies, so how is that a good get? The get has to be an end, definitive. You can't have a slow divorce. So the Gemara says... I think the reason is because by divorce, it says the Lushen of Croesus, which feels more definitive. Well, the Gemara speaks it out. We're not done yet. Mm-hmm. If the divorce is, is not complete, if you're slowly 3%, 3%, 3%, 3%, how is that a divorce? The Gemara says, well, the Gemara says, meaning, and because it's not a good divorce, then you should do Yibum, because you're not divorced then. Yibum inami miyabim. So, Amar Rava, get lahaitzi, uh, I'm sorry, uh, get lahaitzi, umisa lahaitzi, mashashayr get kemarasa misa. So you know, you know what uh, <coughs> Rava says? <coughs> Sorry. Rava says, it's a slow divorce. Let's say by the time she dies, it's 50% based on the math, whatever. And then the death does the last 50%. So meaning, it, she's like half divorce, half widow. But the divorce, it, was, it started the divorce and the death finished it. So the Gemara says though, but that's a problem because death and divorce are fundamentally different. Divorce would take her away from Yibam. Death would push her towards Yibam. So h- how can they combine together? It, it still doesn't work. You, you can't combine death with divorce to end the marriage. It doesn't make any sense. Divorce, by definition, is its own breaking of the relationship. So how do you have slow... Basically, by the Kedushin, the Gemara felt that it's possible because it builds over 30 days, okay? Slow relationship, slow relationship, slow relationship being built. But divorce... Severing, it's either all or nothing, the Gemara at least feels. So the Gemara says. Were we open until say 30 days though without Misa then? Yeah, it seems like, yeah. So I, 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 I have the percentages then. I know, but the Gemara at least, I, the Gemara's assumption, and the Rishon talk about this, is that by it's more, the, you're right, Kedushan and, and divorce are always compared to each other, but the Gemara feels that this Svara would only apply to Kedushan. Divorce, because the Pasuk says Sefer Krisus, it needs to be more definitive, not a buildup. By Kedushan, we don't find that lashon, so okay, we could we could entertain Rav Yochanan Shita of a build up relationship. We we can't sever a relationship slowly. That's the Gemara's basically the Gemara's issue. So the Gemara says, So basically, we're back to this problem, which is that according to Rav Yochanan, by the way, it's not a big deal. Rav Yochanan Svara could just not apply to divorce. Right? Rav Yochanan could say it's not a good get. Here's the problem: if it's not a good get then why are you doing chalitza? I mean, that's the main issue. It, it could be that it doesn't actually work. Okay, the case is that that's what she did. It's not really effective. But then if it's not really effective, then why are you doing chalitza? You should do yibam. So the Gemara says, I'll tell you why. Elam Rabbi, really, this is the case according to Rav Yechanan. And it's taka not a good get. So if it's not a good get, then why not do chalitza? 
But why not do Yibam? Why does it say Cholatzes v'lo Mesiabemes? Hasam Taimamai Gezeira Mishum Mahayom Imati. The case is you gave it to her and you said Mahayom Laachar Misa. That Rav Yochanan feels is a slow buildup, which is not a good get. If you said Mahayom Imati, that lashon implies retroactive. That would be a good get. Mahayom Imati would be a good get. Rav Yochanan is afraid to allow you to do Yibam because he says if you do Yibam, because you are, you should do Yibam because you're actually not divorced. But if you do Yibam, then you might do Yibam in the case Mahayom Imati, and in that case. Because you're actually divorced, you should not be doing Yibam. So because Mehayom Mati is a good get, Mehayom Lachamisa is not, we're afraid that if you say Yibam by one, even though you should do Yibam, you'll come to do Yibam in the other. And therefore just do Chalitza. Okay. The Gemara says, one last little point. So the Gemara says like this, one last point. One second, I just want to get the, the next mission I want to have you ask for. Um... Sorry. <clears throat> so the Gemara says, "V'nigzer mehayom imati tetichlitz." What's the halacha if you said mehayom imati? Mehayom imati, it's a good get retroactively. What's the halacha? You don't do yibam or chalitza because you're divorced. Why don't you say the same thing? Make her do chalitza to avoid confusion. Meaning, we're trying to make, we're afraid, we want the halachas mehayom elachar misa to be the same mehayom imati, and therefore we say by mehayom elachar misa there should be yibam because you're not really divorced, but we say do chalitza. Because if we say do yibam, you might do yibam mayom imati. So mayom imati, what's the halach? You don't do anything because you're divorced. But why not say chalitza? So basically, the Gemara is saying like this. I'll just say it outside. We'll see it inside. By mayom imati, because you're not divorced, you actually are divorced. It's a retroactive divorce according to everybody. We, we don't tell you to do chalitza at all because if you do chalitza, you might come to do yibam. Over here, we tell you to do chalitza because really you should be doing yibam. So worst case scenario, if chalitza leads to yibam, great. But the truth is, Mehayom Lachamisa is not a good divorce at all. And you really should be doing Yibam, but we don't tell you to do Yibam because then you might come to Yibam by Mehayom Imati. Mehayom Imati, your mom is divorced. But by Mehayom Imati, we don't want you to tell you to do Chalitza, Gezeira, because Chalitza, you might come to do Yibam. Over here, we're comfortable telling you to do Chalitza because you should be doing Yibam. That's the, in a nutshell. Again, Yechaz this over. I know it sounds like a lot, but if Yechaz this over, it, it works. The Gemara says, uh, so why over here by which is not a good get which we're only telling you to do chalitza because we're afraid that you might come to do uh, uh, yibam by which is a divorce so why are we telling you to do chalitza can't chalitza lead to yibam the answer is the answer is you should do yibam you're actually not divorced so you should do yibam this whole thing is a gezeira but uh, we're not afraid because worst case scenario you do yibam. you should do yibam is not a good get Mayom Mati is. So therefore, because we want, we're afraid that if we tell you to do Yibam, Mayom Melach Misa, you might come to Yibam, Mayom Mati, we tell you to do Chalitza. I, Chalitza, can lead to Yibam? Well, okay, well, you probably should be doing Yibam, so it's not a big deal. Mayom Mati, which is a full divorce, that we're more afraid of. What does Mati mean in English? I will die. Mayom Imesi, I'm sorry, Mati, whatever. Mayom, from now, Imati, Imesi, whatever. Correct. It's, no, it's retroactive, Mayom. That's a lotion of lotion of retroactive. Okay, new Mishnah. The rest of the daf um, is pretty uh, simple. Uh, Mishnah says like this: Homer Isha, if you tell a woman, I'm going to marry you on condition I give you two hundred zuz. So Mikudeshas for you then. You're married. You just got to give her. Now the Gemara is going to have a machlekes. Is it that you're married now? You just have to give her the money. 
but then once you give her the money, you're married retroactively from now, or no, you're only married when you give her the money. That's a machlekes amirai. If you say to a woman, I'm marrying you on condition that I give you the money within 30 days, so then the halach is, if you give the money within 30 days, you're married. If not, not. I think Gemara is going to ask, that's pretty obvious. You're just fulfilling the stipulation. And the point of the Gemara is that, uh, although it's pretty posh, it's, the point of the Gemara is that although you said 30 days, we, you might think that the person doesn't really mean it. No, Kamashmol, and 30 days is actually what you mean. If a person says, marry me on condition that I have uh, 200 zuz, on on condition that I have 200 zuz, the halacha is, if you have the 200 zuz, good, if not, not. Okay. Now that's if you have the money. On condition that I show you the money, you actually have to show it to her. It's not enough for her to, let's say, know that you have the money, you actually have to show her the cash. <coughs> let's say you're a money changer, and you show her the money. That doesn't count, because it's not your money. It's got to be your money. 200 zuz, the implication is your money, not the money-changing money. And the Gemara is going to ask, isn't that pretty posh? obviously. Okay. Okay. So we said in the Gemara, we said in the case of the Mishnah, the first case is, on condition I give you 200 zuz, you just, you're married, you just got to give her the 200 zuz. The question is, how does it work? Does it work that retroactively, let's say you, 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 you get married to her Monday morning, you say, on condition I give you 200 zuz. Two days later, you give her 200 zuz. When are you married? Is it retroactively for Monday morning or only when you give her the money? What's the nafka? You know, what if she gets married to someone else in between? So it's my Ravuna. Huh? It would be alone then, right? If it doesn't, if, uh, if she goes, if she, she marries somebody else. Well, then she's married to someone else, then you don't have to give her the money. Oh, then you don't have to give her the money. Uh, bye bye to her. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying right? if you don't, you, the whole point is that I'm marrying you on condition that I give you two hundred dollars. By the time you give me two hundred dollars, she's already a married woman. There's, there's no purpose in paying her. So itmar Ravuna Amar Ravuna says, once you give her the money, you're married retroactively. Rav Yehuda says no. When you give her the money, then you're married, not retroactive. So it's a machlokes. Now that same achloikas, the Gemara speaks to that. Rav Yehuda, Rav Huna, Amar the marriage is retroactive from when you give it. Tano have it because it's a marriage with a condition. Tano, mekayim tano vazel. Once the stipulation is met, then it's retroactive. The condition was chal. Rav Yehuda, Amar Lekishiyitein. Rav Yehuda says, No, you're only married from when you give it. You're only married from when you give it, not not before that point. My bein ayu. What's a practical difference between these two opinions? Again, you do the kedushin Monday morning, and you give her the money Wednesday morning. What's the difference when she's married Monday or Wednesday? Well, the difference is if on Tuesday she marries someone else. If she's married retroactively from Monday, then the kedushin that she took from someone else on Tuesday doesn't work. If she's married from Wednesday, then. It, then she's married on Tuesday. You understand? The Gemara says, "My benayu, ikmenayu, pasha yada dekib kedushin meyachel, l'revun ulei bekedushin abiyuda have a kedushin." Okay, so that's the machlekes regarding kedushin. Now the truth is, they have the exact same machlekes by gittin. You get a woman a get on Monday. You say, "On condition, I give you two hundred dollars," and then you give her the two hundred dollars on Wednesday. When is she divorced? Is she divorced retroactively from Monday, or divorced only from Wednesday? It's the same machlekes. The Gemara says, The same machlekes. They argue the same thing in Masechus Gittin. The Gemara says, A man says a woman, 
Here's your divorce, here's your get on condition you give me 200 zos on Monday. Varehi is a migrashas vitita, and the Mishnah says she's divorced as long as she gives the money. The question is, when she gives the money on Wednesday, when is she divorced? Is it retroactive from Monday, or is she divorced only on Wednesday? So, Rabhuna Amar Vititain, retroactively, Rabhuda Amar Likishatitain. Mamish, the same Machlaikas, applies both Kedushin and Gitin. Rabhuna Amar Vititain. What do you mean? Yeah, but you can have a condition. You can have getting with conditions. Once the condition is done, then because once the conditions are met, then their relationship is severed. Until the divorce is finalized, yeah, there's going to be a condition. But it's not like a stipulation that after the stipulation they still have a relationship. Once the stipulation is done, their relationship is over. Ravuna What's the difference between whether she's divorced on Monday or Wednesday? Besides for the fact of what if she's makabal kedushin from someone else? But a much more obvious problem: what if the get rips on Tuesday? If she's divorced retroactively from Monday, you don't need the get to be around. She was divorced from Monday. If she's only divorced from Wednesday, then if the get was burnt on Tuesday, then she can't be divorced because by the time Wednesday comes around, there is no get anymore. So that would be enough coming between Rav Huna and Rav Yehuda. The case was the get was lost on, on Tuesday or it was burnt. If she's retroactively divorced from Monday, I don't care what happens Tuesday. The get was, the get was in existence at the time of the divorce. If the divorce only takes place on Wednesday, by that time the divorce is not around anymore, so it's not a good get. Okay. The Rav have a get, the Rav have a get. So the same achlegis, the same achlegis by, by Kedushin, they argue by Gittin as well. So the Gemara wants to know, why do they have to argue both? I'll just say it outside, we'll see it inside. The reason why is because Gittin is meant to push away uh, Kedushin is meant to bring close. You'd think that by Kedushin, uh, we'll see it inside. Utsricha. It's needed for them to argue in both cases. Why? If they only argue by Kedushin, I would say, I would say, maybe only Rav Huna says that it's retroactive by Kedushin. Retroactive means, I want it to happen early. Kedushin is meant to build a relationship. They're in love, so they want it to happen as early as possible. But Gitin, which is to push away, maybe he doesn't want it to happen retroactive. Maybe by definition... He wants it to happen as late as possible because the whole point is it's uh, you know it's painful to go through a divorce. So maybe he wants it to happen as late as possible. So maybe Rav Huna would agree that it's not retroactive by Gitin. Okay. And if they only argued by divorce, I would say Bahakam Rav Huna. Maybe Rav Huna only said it's retroactive by divorce. I'll tell you, let me let me explain. What's the case by Kedushin? Kedushin is, you give her on Monday, you say, on Kedushin, I'll give you $200. So Rav Huna says retroactive. Why? Because the woman is willing to give over. She's confident she's going to get the money. Yeah. If you say that it takes place later on, that means that you're saying she doesn't actually believe it, and therefore she wants to actually sort of, she's like, when I see it, I'll give myself over. It's likely, it's possible, at least you could have thought, that, that by Kedushin, she's more confident she's going to get the money. But by get, there's an embarrassment to ask for it. And therefore, the get is not chal until the money is actually in their hands. The Gemara says, She's not embarrassed uh, 
I'm sorry. by divorce, I would say Dafka by divorce, it's retroactive. The man is not going to be embarrassed to ask for the money by divorce. The marriage is over, so he's like, listen, pay me. I don't care. But by Kedushin, where she's embarrassed to ask for the money, meaning, by Kedushin, you could see the woman saying, again, Monday he says, on condition I give you $200. You could see in the back of her mind saying, I don't know if I'm ever going to get the money because I'm not going to ask because I don't want to care about what he thinks about me. I don't want him to think that I'm cheap or I'm money hungry. So you could see that in the back of her mind. Maybe she thinks she's never going to get it. So it should only take place when she actually gets it. Then she has Gmiris Das to give herself over. By divorce, the guy will ask for the money. What does he care? (laughs) So she's going to be upset with him. I'm getting my money. He knows he's going to get the money at some point, so he's willing to have the divorce now, as long as it gets placed later, retroactively, it's from now. So you could have seen that, and therefore you need them to argue both by Gittin and Kedushin. Okay. May so I have a kasha. So here's the kasha. We're saying right now, by divorce, it's either retroactive or from the time of the Tanai is fulfilled. And we said, what's an Afghan minute? If the get was ripped in between. If, if it was ripped in between... According to Rav Huna, it's a get because it's retroactive. According to Rav Huda, it's not. Here's the problem. There's a b'risa that basically picks one opinion. These both are maroyim, so how do they fit with that? A person says, this is your divorce. Even if the get got ripped or torn before she gave the money, it works retroactive. Mamish like Rav Huna. It works retroactive. By the way, though, but she shouldn't marry someone else until she gets the money, because what if he doesn't give the money, then it's not retroactive. you got to get the money, but then, then she can marry someone else. But you see that it works retroactive. This... Because this works retroactive, so how could Rav Yehuda argue on this price? Okay. Another price that also says, not like Rav Yehuda, Tanya, Okay, over here a guy says to the woman, this is your get on condition you give me 200 zuz, and then he dies. So the question is, is there any way to make it a divorce? Right? She's a widow now, but if, if she gives him the money, then she's retroactively divorced. This Bryce also thinks it's retroactive. So well, he's dead now. The question is, if I give it to his brother, is that a fulfillment of the Tanai? It's a machloikas. Everyone agrees that it works retroactive. The machlaikis is, is giving, when he says, on condition you give me the money, did he mean me or my family as well? That's a machlaikis. But everyone agrees that it's working retroactive. So the Gemara says, Nasna, if she gave the money to him before he died, he's a kukliyibam, then there's no yam, because they're retroactively divorced. Why Nasna? But if she did not, it's a kukliyam, then there's yibam. But you can't give it to the brother. Rav Shem Gamliel you can actually give it after he dies you can give it to his father to his brother and that's a fulfillment of the tonight they both agree that it's retroactive the homach like this is whether you could fulfill the tonight by giving it to a relative of his the machlekes is whether when she's when he says you give me the money did he mean me and not my relatives or me and even my relatives. Everyone agrees it's retroactive. These are all not like review. This the Gemara says. Review the response. You're right. I'm not like this brisa, but this brisa, this brisa, Hamani Rebihi. 
This brisa follows Rabbi that almanas that anyone who says almanas is is retroactive. the argue on him. Meaning it's a machlekes Rabbi and the rabbanon. I follow the rabbanon. This brisa follows Rabbi, so no, it's not a problem. It's a machlekes Okay, Gufa, let's analyze this. Anyone who makes a condition that says Amanas, so it's like Amanasha, Titnili, Amanas this, Amanas that, it's Kaimir Machshav Dami, it's retroactive. Okay? When we were in Bavel, we said, That which Rav Huna Amarebi, Kaimir Amanas, Kaimir Machshav Dami, that it's retroactive, it's a Machlegas Tanoi. That's what we said before, it's a Machlegas Tanoi. Kisal Kilhasim, when we went to Eretz Yisrael, Ashkhil Ravasi, I ran into Ravasi, the Yasi Bekamashi, the Rav Yochan, he said the name of Rav Yochan, it's not a Machlegas Tanoi. Everyone agrees it's retroactive. I, we have a tradition that Rebbe and the Rabbanon argue. We have a tradition that they argue. We thought they argue about whether Almanas is retroactive or only when the condition is met. Like we've been dealing with this entire Amid. He says no. Rebbe Yochanan says they, everyone agrees that it's retroactive. So what's the Machlokes? We know there's a tradition that they argue. So what's the Machlokes? Mahayom Misa. They're arguing about Mahayom Misa, which we had in the beginning of the Amid. If you give a woman a get and you say Mahayom Misa, is that a retroactive statement, or is that changing your mind and it should only take place after death, which is not a good get? That's the machlekes. So either Rabbi and the Rabbanon argue about all stipulations, is it retroactive? All l'shaynas of Almanas is it retroactive? Or are they only arguing by mahiyom al-acharmisa? That's a machlekes amiroyim of when they argue. V'hatanya, we have a price that backs it up. That they argue about Mahayom Alachamisa. The Braissa says, Mayom Alchamisa, if a man gave a get and he said Mahayom Alachamisa, that it's today after my death, what does that mean? say, we're not sure, that's what we had in Ahmed Aleph, we're not sure if it's a retroactive statement or a change of your mind. Meaning you actually could be saying Mahayom, and then you're like, actually, no, 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 no. I don't want to be divorced now. Achamisa. After death. In which case it's not a good get. Because we're not sure. It's a Suffolk get. Rebbe says, Kazeget. No, Rebbe says it's for sure a retroactive statement. Okay, so it's a Machlaikis Tanoim. Now, one last little point. I'll just do this quick. You get this good, if not, not. this is a very, very subtle uh, detail in the Gemara. Ula Rav Yehud, the Dharma Almanas, Nami Pligi, Ademifli, Meyom Lachamisa, Nifli Yamamanas. We know that the Rebbe, uh, according to Rabbi Yochanan, the Machlaikis Tanoim of Rebbe and the Rabbanon is Dafka Meyom Lachamisa. Hence the price. So they argue about Mahayom Al-Khamisa. Review this and no. They argue about Mahayom Al-Khamisa in every Almanas. So let me ask you a question. If they argue by every Almanas, then why does the Bryce say they argue about Mahayom Al-Khamisa? Why are you picking that Machlokas? Pick the other one. Meaning, according to Rabbi Yochanan, there's only one Machlokas Tanoim. The Brisa is discussing the only Machlokas that exists. According to Rabbi they argue in both cases. They argue by Mahayom Al-Khamisa and every Almanas. So why does the Brisa pick one case to illustrate their Machlegas? Pick the other one. So the Gemara says, It picked the case, It picked to show the power of Rebbe, that Rebbe feels is a good get. That it is a get. Meaning, it picked that case to illustrate Rebbe's opinion. So the Gemara says, well, but you could also pick Amanas to show that the rabbis feel it's not a good get. Okay, you're illustrating either Rebbe's opinion that it is a good get or the Rabbanan's opinion that it's not a good get. Why are you picking one or the other? The answer is, the Gemara says, if you could always, it's if you could always show a heter, Rebbe's opinion that it's a good get, that's a heter. That means she's released. 
No yibum. That's uh, if you could always illustrate that showing heterim shows more power than showing uh, stringencies. We have a mission about Amnasa. That's just a question. It's interesting. You know, you look at that, that's what the whole thing was. Like, the and we have two Gizah Amnasa, actually. There's one in the vote. I guess in this Brisa, why do they argue? Meaning not, not in other Tanaric literature. In that Brisa, why are they picking that to be the Machlix? It's a good point. There are other Brises that do speak it out. It's a good point. Um, I mean, it's not clear it's Machlix, as you could say. It's just, so it's one of, yeah, I guess it's not as clear. It's interesting. Uh, okay, just to finish up, the rest of the office should be pretty easy. Uh, the next part of the Mishnah was that if a person says to a woman, uh, I'm married to you on condition I have 30 days to pay you money, then if you pay him 30 days, good, and if you pay day 31, no good. Isn't that posh it? Like, yeah, you made a stipulation, you gotta fill the stipulation. Pshita. The Gemara says, Ma'u de say malav t'noahave. Luzruzi ka'amar. Kamash malon. You might think that, like, he doesn't actually mean 30 days. He's just saying, I'll, I'll pay you, I'll, I'll get you the money. And if it's 31, no. No, Kamash Malan, the price is saying, the mission is telling you, you made a stipulation, you got to keep the stipulation. You said 30, it's got to be 30. You pay day 31, it's not a good uh, condition. Okay. Amanashi Yeshli Masayim Zuz. Oh, so the mission says, on condition that I have 200 Zuz, so if, she, if he proves that he has the money, they're married, if not, not. Let me ask you a question. Even if he doesn't prove it to her, maybe he has the money. It should be at least a suffix to rice that you should need to get, right? Let's say the guy never ends up proving that he has the 200 zoos because he can't do it, whatever it is. It's still possible he has it. So it should still be at least a suffix to more than, I guess, other tenayim because even though you can't, this tenayim is a little bit interesting because, you, you, you know, it's, it's harder to prove necessarily. He could have the money without proving it. So even though he didn't prove it, it should still be a suffix kedushin. Venicha shevi you should be chayshish that he has it. It's interesting, Kasha. Va'itanya. <coughs> Sorry about that. Va'itanya, and another Brysa. The Brysa actually said, The Brysa actually speaks out this case, and it doesn't say there's no, you don't need to get. It says, Chayshini. You actually, it is a Suffolk Kedushin. Even if he doesn't prove it, it's still possible he has the money. So the, the truth is, the Gemara says, You're right. Even our Mishnah that says that if he doesn't prove it, it's not a Kedushin, it means it's not a Kedushin Vadai. You need a get either way. It's just saying that it's not a vade kedushin; it's a suffix kedushin. But either way, you'll need a get. Okay. Now, then the Mishnah said that if he said two hundred zuz and he shows that he's a money changer, I'm sorry, uh, he has to show the money. The, obviously, the woman's intent that she sees the money that he owns. Therefore, if it's a money changer, it doesn't work. So the Gemara says. If I say to the woman, I'll marry you on condition, I show you $200, and I show you that I'm a money changer and I have other people's money on the table, how would that be a good condition? Avada, the person, she intends to see his money. So isn't it pretty posh that showing her other people's money, you show a Google image of money that's also going to work? Avada, not. So the Gemara says, The case is as follows. The money that she's showing him, that he's showing her on the table is not his money, but he has the right to invest it and he gets a percentage of the gains. So you might think that makes it his money. Kamash no. Although he does get a percentage of the gains, it's still not his money. Even if he gets to invest it, other people's money, and he gets 10% of the price, that's not his money. It has to be 200 zoos of his money. Let's just quickly finish up the daf because it's getting late. The, the Mishnah says like this, very, very similar to the previous Mishnah, we'll be able to run through it very quickly. Three minutes. I'm not a base core offer. If a man says to a woman, marry me on condition, I have a base core of land, so, if he has the land, good. 
If he says, I have the land in a certain area in Queens, then if the land's in Queens, good. If it's in Brooklyn, no good. Okay, fine. Also pretty posh. If a condition I show you the land, you have to actually show her. And by the way, if you don't show her, it's not a good condition. If you show her in a plane, it's not a good condition. Meaning, if he shows the land uh, that's not his, he just shows her other people's lands. It also again, it's very similar. The exact same questions we had in the previous Mishnah, we're going to repeat on this mission. Let's just run through how much two minutes. The Gemara says if he show, if he can't prove that he has the land, it's not a good kedushin. But even if he doesn't prove it, maybe he still does it. It should at least be a kedushin safik. The Bryce actually says it's So why does the Mishnah say it's not a good kedushin? Isn't it at least a safik kedushin? The Gemara says the exact same answer we had before. Like You're right. It is a safik kedushin. All the Mishnah means is that it's not a vade kedushin. Okay, good. Then the Mishnah says it's it's mamish repeating the exact same Mishnah regarding. We had before money is now by land. So the Gemara asks, Why does the Mishnah have to repeat itself both by land and zuz and money and land and money? The reason why is because money people hide. And therefore, the fact that we said before that if he can't prove the money, it's still a Suffolk Kedushan. Then we said the same thing by land. That's a Chiddush. Because by land, I could argue if you have land, I should know about it. It's pretty public public knowledge. And therefore, I would argue that by land, if I can't prove it, it's not even a Suffolk condition. Kamash no, land and money are the same. End of the daf. Then we said, if he sh- if he doesn't have land, if he said he has land in Queens, then if he shows that he has land in Brooklyn, it's not a good condition. Pshita, yeah, you didn't fulfill it tonight. You might think that the guy could say to the woman, what do you care where the land is? I, mean, yeah, I said it's in Queens. And by the way, she might think, oh, if it's in Queens, I'll go take care of the land myself. Proves that he only has land in Brooklyn. Because that's not a good condition. It's posh. It says, you might see that the guy could say to the woman, what do you care? I'll take care. I'll bring it from Brooklyn to Queens. What should you care for? no. If you made a stipulation, the stipulation has to be met. Last two lines. base offer. Tana. The Bryce explains, The woman's intent is that she see lands that belong to him, not lands that belong to others. And therefore, I'm having back into Kadesh's. Therefore, if he shows other people land, not a good condition, similar to the money changing case. So, where's the Pshita? Of course. If you show other people land, everyone has land. What does it do for you? The answer is, the case is, it's not his land, but he's a sharecropper, which means that he works the land that gets a percentage of the crops. So, you might think that that's considered his land. Kamash no, it is not a fulfillment of the tonight. Stop here, pick it up tomorrow. Position. <coughs> Sorry.